Podcasting from MondayStopQuap.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the sound room with Carl, Karen Greenwald, Mark Miller, and Richard Campbell announcing show number 40. What? I'm not me? Why didn't somebody tell me? I'm so f***ed up. Mondays is brought to you by Quap Productions. Superior podcasting and bullshit at www.wop.com. And now, the man who's just happy to be sitting right now, Carl Franklin. So that's what Jeff sounds like when he's, uh, oh, sorry, that's your <laughs> intro. I didn't mean to step on you there, Carl. Oh, uh, well. You there know, you go. Say your line, then I'm going to ask my question. I don't have a line, really. It's just, just say, you know, hey, ju- it's me. I'm Carl, the host of the show. I'm just filling in for Jeff. He's uh, a little despondent. This week. Oh, I thought that's what Jeff sounded like in his head when he was like on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds no. just like Carl. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, he's got girl trouble up the ass. Let's that's doing it that. wrong. And that's tough to do, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to say, I got a guidebook around here somewhere. Hold <laughs> that's, on. That takes work. <laughs> that's a quote from Gordon Gano right there. There you go. Girl trouble up the ass. Well, how are you guys doing, Mr. Miller? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sick, but I'm in a damn good mood. Which is, uh, you know, remarkable for me. So yeah. it's just another, uh, just another Friday for you. You're sick and you're in a good mood. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling good, but I'm just, I, I, you might be able to hear it in the voice. If I get a little excited, I might lose it, but we'll see. You, uh, still <laughs> kicking the diet coke? Yeah, I'm done with that, man. Are you aspartame free? I'm aspartame free. Are you rock? Why yeah, would you want to do that? You want to know what the most remarkable thing of this whole trip has been? Um. Ever since I switched to diet seven up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ever since I switched to crack cocaine. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Richard convinced me to go off aspartame. Why? And uh, and since I refused to essentially do sugar as well, I went off. I had to go off of caffeine because I won't do coffee and any of that other stuff. So I'm like, you know, essentially clean and sober now. And I, the most remarkable thing was, is I quit, you know, both caffeine and aspartame, and I thought I was going to have these massive headaches, et cetera, et cetera. I had no headaches. What about I, like, chocolate? Was, Can you eat chocolate? Um, yeah, I actually have had a little bit of chocolate to kind of, you know, supplement my caffeine kind of thing, but not too much. Richard, how are you? I'm home. Home good. Home very good. Feels home great. very good. Feels great to be behind the mic in my own diner booth well and all my my machines you know everything's humming away here this is my happy place absolutely so karen has an interesting story this week speaking of airing our dirty laundry not your dirty laundry but oh no i don't have dirty laundry but dirty little secrets so nothing's really new with me except for that um there was a dead body found on my street this week yeah very nice yeah and i think you i need to preface it with like i don't live in the city i Moved out of the city because, I mean, dead bodies, whatever, step over them, go to work. But now <laughs> I live in like, I live on Wisteria Lane in all, in all, you know, I live in this very, I, around the corner from Carl, very not where you think you're going to find a dead body. You it's know? out in the woods. Who would find a dead body out in the woods? They always find the dead no, bodies out, out in, in the, the woods. woods. No, 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 not, no. They found it directly in front of this guy who like, who... M- vacuums his lawn it's so neat like all manicured <laughs> lawns you know he's out it's like crazy the the, the pristineness of the lawns in this kind of keeps to himself right which is thankfully i'm not anywhere near the road i'm up off it so i don't have to be pristine but um but they all are and now and then this dead this dead body shows up i right. mean it was crazy in the I, totally out of the too, right? I got a call on on it was like saturday morning and i it's eight o'clock and the phone rings Karen, what happened? 
oh, I don't know. What are you talking about? They're like, there's a guy dead on your street. And I look over, and my husband left four hours before that. It wasn't on Wisteria Lane. It was on Doyle and Spithead, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wisteria Lane is the lane on Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. It's the lane. I thought that was actually the lane that went back to your house. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I don't watch TV, so I don't get those references. So Karen lives on Spithead Drive, is that right? Spithead Road, man. Look it up. It's a nautical term. It sounds very uh, blowjob-ish, but it has nothing to do with that. It's Spithead. You know, I am so f***ing glad you're back, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a long time. It's been a long time. Because I'll tell you, when the guys say blowjob, it just doesn't work as well as when you do. Yeah, well. um, when are the guys seeing blowjob? I it guess. just doesn't do question. anything for me, Karen. That could be my flash. That could explain my flaccid problem. I think. <laughs> got the wrong people saying Car- blowjob. Carl and and Richard talking to you about blowjobs, and you can't get it up. That's yeah, crazy. But talk. Yeah, but you talk about a dead god body, and I got a boner <laughs> over here. I'm not even explain here, man. That. I'm just not even here. <laughs> so so anyway, they did find it. At the inner, not not close no, to your house, really. I mean, no, it's three well, or four or five houses. I'm 23, away. and they found it at two, but close enough for my liking. I yeah. have to say, yeah. a little too close for me because my kids were like, "Woohoo! Let's go down and let's look!" Ah. Mm. And then um, they're like, "Oh yeah, the fire trucks are there to hose the blood off." <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. And my husband's like, he, I, so he calls because I'm like, my first thought is, is like, he left four hours. He was on his way to Japan, so he had left four hours before. And I'm like, huh? I wonder yeah, isn't that what taught. OJ did just before he went on his trip to like Chicago? I was to- no, 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 no. Japan. He did the same like 21 block thing too, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Troy's your husband. Troy's been uh, following uh, somebody else's lead on this. So you know what? It really pisses me off that this happened because it reflects bad on me. You know, now I'm not only have to hear, "Hey, Carl, they take your house yet," but now I got to hear, "Hey, Carl, find any dead bodies on your street today?" I, I know this is going to come. Why are yeah, they that taking your the house? Property value, doesn't it? Because I live in New London, and most of my friends live oh, elsewhere. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, right. Taking house. I'm like, on Doyle Road, they're taking houses? Or it's no? funny. You're like, Carl, you're always trying to get me to move out and be your friend. You're like, hey, move out. Come on. Come over to New London. <laughs> Come to New London. We don't die often. <laughs> you'll have a house for at least a period of time. A little while, and then you'll and, die. And, and whatever. We'll find you in a ditch near Karen's house. Well, that's the thing. Well, so this is the call I get. So I say, I'm like, huh. I'm thinking, well, maybe it's Troy. And then I think, okay. Um, is the life insurance paid? And then all of a sudden he beeps through and he's like, oh, no, I'm actually in Detroit. It's not me. But um, And I'm like, oh, because the kids want to go down and see all the, you know, what's going on. He goes, oh, I hope they got the brains off the street. See, this is really di- the difference between your nice. house and my house. And my house, my, my wife's like, don't tell the kids. Oh, I told your kid. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally so okay with sorry. this. No, I'm totally okay with this. I am so it's, sorry. Well, actually, Gretchen's a little Spencer, freaked out. Spencer and I, because well, I'm like, she's going to know. Like, of course I'm like, she's going to know. The so, kid's on the bus. I mean, come well, on. Emmy gets into our car the next morning immediately, and Spencer's like, hey, Emmy, did you hear about the dead body? And Emmy turns to me and like, hmm? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Emmy. Um. Well, there's this dead body, and so I'm like telling her blah 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 blah, and then I'm like, oh, there maybe there's a reason Emmy doesn't know about yeah. this. Nah, they probably <laughs> forgot to tell her. That's okay. Oh, oh that's well. up your mind, didn't it, Carl? So too much. Anyway, they went down and saw it all. <laughs> Great, Emmy went down too. Oh God, no, 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 no! no. no My kid. kids went down. So they we saw took them down, all, all the kids down to the morgue afterwards. <laughs> Really a amazing. field trip. Really and then amazing. we looked up some pictures on the internet of what it Watch was. Watch the like. autopsy. <laughs> and all of us got a little slice of the liver. Because oh, God. We're not doing him any harm. I have a slight dead body story, but I'm not sure if this is you know really hilariously funny. In fact, I know it's not. So it's only can, slightly dead? We can edit it out if we want to. Well, it's just a small short story, but it happened on my honeymoon with my wife. <laughs> Hey, that was a, a great, that was a a great story, penis. man. <laughs> That's a great story. Let's move guys, on to the Weekend Geek now. <laughs> I was, all right, fine. We'll no, no, tell no, you no. later. No, no, no. <laughs> now, we want to know about your dead body honeymoon. We're, tell your dead body story, and then I'll give you a couple of mine. My wife and I <laughs> no. are, driving, oh, are driving down to San Diego for our honeymoon. It's, it's starting to get kind of dark. At, you know, the sun's going down. And uh, we're behind this. Uh, is There's a motorhome that's kind of pulling what is a, looks like a cart and... Behind it, a smaller kind of cart on wheels, like and and on top of it is a uh, what looks like it might be a, a ski, uh, a, uh, a water ski, jet ski kind of thing covered in a tarp. Mm. 
and the tarp's flapping around. And as we approach this thing, we realize that on the back of the, this tarp is a guy who's laying down on his back, arms at his side, eyes are closed, hair's whipping in the wind, and he looks kind of like a, a, a an Indian. He's got kind of strong jaw features and cheekbones and, and dark hair, and 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 uh, uh, and and we're looking at this guy, and he's bouncing up and down on this thing as it's as it's going, and he so looks so real. We, at first, we think he's a real person. That is, uh, that that's you know hitching a ride or something, and he's doing it in this strange way. But but then his movement becomes obvious that he's is pretty much not alive. And so then we have two conclusions. One of the and we're not sure which it is. Either he's a dead guy, and the driver decided to strap him onto the jet ski. <laughs> and cover him in a tarp and didn't realize the tarp had done, you know, come unraveled so people could see inside. Or he was like a special effects dead guy that was being transported the same way. <laughs> At any rate, both, regardless of what path we decided, we decided to pick, we both realized we should get the f*** out of there. So Cindy and I just floored it past this, uh, past oh, this, this dead guy because we just we didn't want to think about it in terms of uh, you know i don't want to be reporting this to my honeymoon i hope uh, it's not going to get me in trouble with authorities <laughs> you know, yeah. it really that yeah. kind of sense a you know kind of a, a bummer tone on the whole honeymoon evening you know yeah so we just decided to forget Worst things it. could happen but you still wonder to this day though if that i was don't any... have any idea i don't know i'm pretty sure he no was dead though i think he was dead and i think he was on a board and that's why he was bouncing around the way he was because he had a real kind of a bounce to him <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh it could have been rigor mortis too, but oh yeah. god, yeah, it's pretty gross. Oh god, it's awful. Oh god, uh, no. Richard, you have a story, or are we? I gonna... got two from the same apartment. I moved into this apartment building with a, with a girlfriend years and years ago before I was married. Oh, oh got to qualify nice. that. Yeah, nice got to qualify. This is long before I was married, so this is a long time ago now. This is unlike the time when you moved in with your girlfriend last week when you were married. <laughs> you right. wanted to right. make sure that this we was the dead body time. Exactly it's a different time what? entirely. Yes, okay. different time entirely. And uh, we, the place we moved into was like the the particular area where it was was all low rise except this one thirty story tower. And so I'd never lived in a high rise before. So I was we took the highest apartment we could lay our hands on. It was like the twenty fifth floor. Which was cool, you know. Had a great view. Everything else is lower around it, and always had the, the balcony door open because you're up really high, and you know it's it's cool. So I'm typing away on the computer late at night. It's like three o'clock in the morning, ticking away. Not a sound at all. You know, balcony doors wide open, and I hear this whoosh, and I thought, what the hell was that? And I just keep working. You know, did it, did it, did it. A little while later, I hear sirens. I'm like, hmm, mm. sirens. Keep typing, do 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 do. Sirens are getting louder. So I will well, go out and look on the balcony. And as I get out on the balcony, I look down, and the fire trucks are pulling up to the building. Like, wow, he's pulling up to the building. I wonder what they're coming here for. And I realize that's a body in the garden. Whoa! Fell right past and your window. Went right past my balcony door. First week we'd moved cool. into this place. Oh my god! So I, and I, the next day, I asked the manager, "What the hell happened?" Oh, you saw that, did you? He's yeah. <laughs> he had a fight with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was leaving him, and she said, "And he said to her, if you leave, I'll be downstairs before you are.'" And he was. Oh, ouch! Nice. Hmm. Wow. So we move out of that apartment. We actually that was the one bedroom in the center. Yeah. We moved next door, one apartment over, into the one in den. A little bit more space, corner, so you got a bigger view. You know, great place, very comfortable. And somebody moves in into our old place within a week of us moving out. This is after we've been there a couple of years already. We lived there for quite a while. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I hear this whoosh. No whoosh <laughs> this time. But what whoosh. we do notice is one one day we start hearing this banging noise, just bang, 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 bang. Nothing particularly loud. I'm like, hey, you know, noisy neighbor, weird. But the side of the apartment where the bang is coming from which is the our old place is where the kitchen and the living room is and we're always over in the den where the computers are and in the bedroom fooling around one or the other right some guy crucified his wife well after a while the banging just stopped so we thought well good you know the banging's gone whatever it was it's not bothering us anymore we don't have to worry about it then we find out the week after that the person who'd moved into that apartment had fallen in the shower, <laughs> broken their leg, oh 
And the God. banging was them trying to signal to anybody that they were stuck in the bathroom. Oh. And the reason the banging stopped is they died. Oh, no, my God. Dude. I am convinced you that Richard him. is the devil. <laughs> there you go. God. Oh he just God. happens to show up and people whoosh by, banging occurs, and he's just banging in the other room. Different you kind of banging. That guy. That's terrible. I've fallen and I can't get, <laughs> get up. Bang, now I'm going to die bang. in this bathtub. And yeah. you're just like over there turning, hey, let's listen to the radio so we drown out this bounty. Yeah, you know, sound. I want to be a good neighbor, not, you know, go let's ahead, make your noise. That's fine. No problem. Yeah, we're done with that. Dead oh, guy. Oh, God. Okay, so this is the really fucking dead show. This is the body show, I think. There you go. Body show. The body show. The body show. All right, well, let's keep things rolling here with a little segment we call The Week in Geek. And of course, this is where I go and find geeky and scientific technology stories and embellish them just a little bit so we can have some fun with them. Story number one. TiVo, to let users buy movie tickets, check traffic. From Reuters. TiVo on Thursday said some customers can now buy movie tickets and check local weather on their television. Yet another upgrade aimed at proving its set-top box is more valuable than ones made by its cable and satellite rivals. Now, if they could just get it to record and play, they'd have something. <laughs> hey, it can record and play. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I'll show you how to make I'm that not, funny after the I'm show. I'm not going to explain that joke to you if you don't understand it. So, Yeah. Story number two, lawsuit accuses AOL of illegal billing. A lawsuit seeking to potentially cover hundreds of thousands of America Online subscribers accuses the Time Warner unit of illegally billing customers. The lawsuit filed last month in St. Clair County Circuit Court on behalf of 10 AOL customers in six states claims that the company confused and deceived customers about their charges, stalled them from canceling unauthorized accounts, and refuse to return questioned fees. Hey, if this is at, uh, if this is setting any kind of legal precedent, maybe I can sue the IRS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll solve all my problems. <laughs> story number three. Hey, I got more an IRS dead body story for you. Okay. <laughs> story number three. More signs of the apocalypse from Associated Press. About forty-four acres of the Hawaiian coastline collapsed into the ocean last week, oh, shit. setting loose a glowing stream of lava that shot out from the newly exposed cliffside 40 feet above the water. The plumes, six feet in diameter, send up a tower of steam as it hit the water and began forming a ramp of new land. And apparently God doesn't like poi either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they've been the victim. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Story number four, oh, CA to triple Chinese sales by 2009 from Reuters. Business software maker Computer Associates International aims to triple annual sales in China in the next four years as it tries to expand its market share by battling Hewlett Packard and IBM. To date, CA has sold one copy of their software to China <laughs> yeah. and it plans to sell three more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have thousands of users, though. <laughs> Story number five. Japan abandons iPod tax idea. Japan is for, I swear to God, Japan is foregoing a copyright law revision to charge royalties on digital music players, a proposal dubbed the iPod tax, after discussions in a government panel produced no consensus on ways to police violations. The Japanese, these guys... You should got Japanese should pay a USB food key idiocy tax. <laughs> <laughs> a Hello Kitty pushing automatic toilet paper wiping stupid fucking Tamagotchi dying <laughs> dumb shit pushed on the rest of the fucking world tax. <laughs> yeah, that Mark Miller School of Comedy starting to pay off, eh, Carl? There you go. <laughs> Japanese. And finally, Adam Curry's id one ego zero. Anyone who listens to Mondays knows that Adam Curry was a driving force behind the popularizing of podcasting as an art form. We also know that lots of other people helped in the process. Well, most of us know that. Apparently, Adam Curry isn't too comfy with sharing the spotlight with anyone else who had anything to do with podcasting. So in a brazen move, totally true, he tried to anonymously edit the Wikipedia entry for podcasting 
to remove credit from, from other people and inflate his role in its creation, according to a story at shrinkster.com slash 9L2. Comments on a popular blog at dig.com, D-I-G-G.com, reflect an outpouring of raspberries in Mr. Curry's direction. You can read that at shrinkster.com 9L1. Now, as I said, this has brought out a lot of bad feelings toward the Currymeister. Lots of comments like, his show sucks anyway, and the like. But <laughs> really? No, you can go read it. But I, I, I don't know. I think the Daily Source Code is a pretty good show. I, I just think he needs to do a little more editing. Like, uh, take this clip from the September 30th, 2005 show. Um, in... Uh... Uh, what is it called there? Um, <laughs> I, forget, I forget what town it is. Um, of course, the Bay Bridge is right here next to the next to the, the Curry Condo. So all the traffic. Jesus Christ, that's a humongous penis limo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those with like the, the hot tub in the back. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um <laughs> Camp Curry, where you are, where you recorded that uh, in Yosemite National, National Park, um, used to belong to my family. Absolutely true. In fact, um, the Curry clan, as they're known, uh, really m- mainly from uh, Kansas. Uh, my uh, my great my great uncle, I think, something like that, uh, was John Stuart Curry, <laughs> a famous rural painter, hangs in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, I think. <laughs> One of those in New York. Um, but that's a pretty sizable audience that we have. Bigger than um, than a, a major market radio station. That, that freaked me out. Now, I'm not telling him what to do or anything, but I, th- I think, and this is the kind of thing that we do really well here at Pwop Productions, that with just a little editing and some cleaning up, he could turn this into really compelling radio. Well, here's what I mean. This, this, is, this is what it could sound like. Humongous penis, penis. Beautiful. What is it called there? Humongous penis, penis. I love it. My great uncle, I think. <laughs> um, in uh, the Curry Condo. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's. <laughs> That's just my suggestion, you know, taken from one podcaster to another, Adam. You know, Carl you Franklin, wanna, you rock, man. That's hysterical. Wanna, that was awesome. You know, just edit a little bit. So that is the uh, Weekend Geek for this week. <laughs> from painful to happening. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, there's some pretty simple rules here about podcasting. If you say um for more than one second, don't record it. <laughs> uh, that goes away. Huh. If you can't remember something, I think that could probably also go away, right? Yeah, let that go. What was the, what was the name? Uh, uh, stream of consciousness. Uh, Dem- nah, you know, nah, people nah. don't actually want to listen to your Alzheimer's manifestations. I'm pleading no, my sink. let sink. it go. <laughs> I, I think you guys are being much too harsh. Much too harsh. <laughs> Um, and, you know, wait. you can attach a techno beat to just about anything, but you, it still makes it an um. You started it. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Karen? Yeah? You ready for girl? Sure. I'm talking about girl. I'm always ready for girl. 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 Karen, what's up? What's on your mind? Besides dead bodies. Again. Dead bodies are a little bit on my mind, but I'm done with that now. I'm <laughs> moving on to the living. Except, no, I'm just kidding. I'm really moving on. Okay, two things happened today that made me think of tonight's topic. One, I had a parent-teacher conference for my seven-year-old son. Oh, yeah. Two. Mm -hmm. Not for your son, for mine. (laughs) 
Because that would be a little weird. Be a little weird. And frankly, a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> two, after I told my three-year-old that she had 15 minutes more of TV, she said, but she never stopped saying, don't go away. <laughs> yeah, baby. Don't go away. Like, we'll be right back. What a I'm trying to kid. do what I'm told. I She's getting the message. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you said. She, she looked at me pleadingly, but she never stopped saying it. It was hysterical. That's but great. it made me think of all the mixed messages that we give to kids. Like, you know, do what you're told. Do you do everything she tells you to do? Would you just calm down and change into your karate uniform, change into your soccer uniform, and eat your dinner and do your homework in the car because we're going to be late? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do drugs. And now take your Adderall and Zantac. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide what toys to get him for Christmas because he never plays with anything. Mm. Don't be lazy and get my coffee on the table and bring it here. And, of course, <laughs> my favorite, stop screaming! <laughs> we do things... <laughs> We do things constantly, like complain about childhood obesity and then yell at our kids to sit still. We sit in a squall. <laughs> we sit, sit still in- and eat. <laughs> Shut up and eat your dinner. We sit-, <laughs> we sit in the squalor of our own living room and yell at them to clean their rooms, and we buy them everything under the sun and complain that they don't value anything. Oh, I suck as a parent. <laughs> All I'm saying God, is. I suck. These kids didn't ask to be born, and they certainly didn't be asked to be born to you. And so if your kid is doing something that bothers you and you're wondering why, chances are you never need to look any further than your own backyard. Mm. So unless you're perfect, and I mean absolutely, flawlessly, even in private perfect, then my advice this holiday season is get off your kid's ass. And that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Get up the girl. Mm. Sound of one hand clapping. Actually, technically, that's two. See what I mean, I Carl? Know. She really kind of makes you want to go Girl. back into therapy again, doesn't she? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just a bad person. <laughs> <sighs> Not me. <laughs> I never oh, no. do anything you like know, that. You know what I really need right now? I need some self-esteem boosting. Mark, I think that the dumb of the meme is just the thing. This is where Mark Miller finds the people making the news that are doing dumb things. And he figures if they're dumber than him, they're also probably dumber than you, and therefore make you feel better about yourself. Mr. Miller. Thank you, Carl. I've got uh, two stories for you uh, today. You almost had three, but no. No. That was not to be. No. So we'll save the other one for next time. Although I kind of feel like I could give you a little preview of what it's going to be like. Don't blow your load early. Don't blow it early. Are you asking permission? No, I'm just playing with the idea in my mind. Okay. I think I will. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Hmm. This will be for next time. It's going to be called, uh, the story's going to be called, this kind of a behind the scenes at Mondays. Why would you do this? (laughs) You're blowing your load early. It's never a good idea. Do You know, I get that a lot, Karen. Hang tight. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on for as long as you can, Mark. and, And it's like that Frank Sinatra song, you know? I did it my way. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the next week's story is going to be called Episode 1, Green Lantern Meets His Arch Nemesis Belligerent Drunk Man. Okay. <laughs> and I thought what I could do is I could kind of let everybody know a little bit about Green Lantern in case they didn't know who he was. And, uh, uh, you know, i do that this week, and the next week I could do Ooh, the homework. Story. Oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Homework. So, you know, like, well, I think most of us know that uh, comic book hero Green Lantern started out as test pilot Hal Jordan, uh, who, while flying a test or while testing a flight simulator, excuse me, found himself transported suddenly to a crashed UFO where he was met by a dying alien. Now, too weak to give Hal Jordan the customary butt probe. Instead, the dying alien gave Hal a green ring and a uniform that just happened to be in Hal's size. Hal discovered that the Little Grey had been part of an intergalactic peacekeeping force known as the Green Lanterns. Directed by a blue-skinned race known as the Guardians of the Universe, the Green Lanterns used special rings which allowed them to fly, survive in space, and do nearly anything the bearer can will. This, of course, is the polar opposite of the Wedding Ring, which I've found to be spirit-crushing, soul-sucking vacuum of despair. <laughs> I finally got a laugh out of all that. I don't know how you're Maybe still I'm married. just not as funny as I think I am. <laughs> These rings were, of course, limited by a 24-hour time limit, after which the ring needs to be recharged. I'm sure the little alien butt pumper gave Hal a handy recharging base. (laughs) And the rings had a weakness against anything yellow. So that's your preview against next week's story. All right. 
All right, fine. Edit it all out. F*** you, Carl. No, no. I'm, we'll keep it. <laughs> That's good. That's a good you. start. I'm not going to go on a, go out on a limb anymore for not you, man. Not very funny, except for the butt-pumping stuff, but, you know. Uh, Take it all out, man. I love the ring. <laughs> no, but the, we'll ring was, the ring was pretty good. We'll do it next week. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? The story's too good for you. <laughs> He's gonna go I'm gonna do, do it, it on Curry yeah, Show. Yeah, Curry Show. Yeah, That's yeah, right. sure. By the way, I've been getting calls from Curry, and I just haven't returned him. And now I'm thinking I might just dial back. Uh, what's that guy's name? Green Story Number uh, Green One Lantern. Uh, oh my gosh! Look, there's a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> story Number One: The Lawnmower Man Returneth. Woohoo! Last month, 45-year-old Charles H. Carter. Now, that's almost three names, which means he's probably going to be a stalker. He was in need of a ride. So Mr. Carter did what any self-respecting dumb guy would do. He mojacked a green craftsman lawnmower, <laughs> knocking the original rider down onto the grass and taking off at high speed, which is a relative term when you're talking about lawnmowers. Mm. <laughs> police were soon notified of the mojacking, and Deputy Sheriff James Tapscott, who was at police headquarters when he received the call, Wasted no time finding a parole warrant for Carter, who'd previously been convicted of theft. And kids, if you're not familiar with the parole officers like the rest of us here at Mondays are, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you have a parole warrant on your ass, that means the man is under the impression that you have violated your parole, and your ass can expect to find itself on a one-way trip back to jail. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mr. Carter, who no doubt was feeling the heat from the cops, decided to lay low, so he drove the lawnmower into a cornfield. Of course, in Mr. Carter's haste to jack the mower, he neglected to disengage the cutting device. <laughs> That's right, kids. Mr. Carter had cut a clear path from the scene of the crime directly to his current hideout. Awesome. <laughs> Police followed the trail and soon found Mr. Carter driving erratically in the cornfield. According to Sheriff Tapscott, Mr. Carter was still wearing his ankle monitor and was laughing hysterically as he plowed down the cornfield with his stolen lawnmower. <laughs> Police immediately set up a perimeter around the field, but Mr. Carter spotted the marked police cars. Realizing he was surrounded, Mr. Carter initiated the final step of his ingenious plan. According to police, he uh, continued to drive around in circles, still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Tapscott then ran into the field, brandishing a bullhorn and a taser, and proceeded to announce to Mr. Carter that his ass was about to say hello to the taser. Mr. Carter no doubt had a butt-puckering moment of sobriety and quickly dismounted the stolen vehicle. According to Sheriff Tapscott, Mr. Carter was still laughing like a happy drunk. <laughs> right now, Mr. Carter is sitting in the slammer, no doubt listening to the show and counting the days until he's released. The escape vehicle was confiscated by the Sheriff's <laughs> Department. Public service announcement, kids. If you've been following along the Dumber Than Me All-Stars, you know that we've already learned that the cigarette lighter appears to be the universal tool of the dumb. <laughs> New lesson for today. The lawnmower appears to be the vehicle of choice. <laughs> Piece of advice, kids. If you see a lawnmower and you start coming up with any Brady ideas, just run away. Don't look back. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to find yourself featured on this show. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Carter. You parole violating, alcohol drinking, trail cutting, mojacker. You, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, yes, you, you are. are. <laughs> and my final dumber than me story, it's. I just like to say it's good to be back. Good to and be my back. final dumber than me story, it's Hummer time. <laughs> Mr. Noah Ochoa became a desperate man when his friends left him stranded and with no way to get home. But the gods of Corinthian leather must have been smiling on Mr. Ochoa because he <laughs> because he managed to spot a stretched out Hummer limousine with keys in the car and no driver in sight. Oh, and kids, God, yeah. let me say this for Mr. Ochoa. If you're going to steal a vehicle and your choice is a Hummer or a lawnmower, I'd go for the Hummer. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing. Mr. Ochoa took off and he smiled. For now, he was riding in style. Meanwhile, in the back of the limo, the driver and the 15 members of the high school football team who had rented the limo to celebrate a friend's birthday noticed that the car was now moving. <laughs> One of the passengers looked through the privacy window and saw Mr. Ochoa driving. The passenger then crawled through the window and struggled with Mr. Ochoa until the Hummer ride ended much sooner than it should have. Man, I hate it when that happens. The the passenger then put the humjacker in a chokehold. Sorry, not a chokehold. I'm not sure what a chokehold is. A chokehold. 
<laughs> Since you didn't laugh, I'll say that line again. The passenger then put the humchucker in a the humchucker. <laughs> the upchucker. The humchinger. I don't know what a humchucker is either. Chunkchacker. The passenger then put the humjacker in a chokehold. The other passengers came around and proceeded to drag Mr. Ochoa's ass out of the car. <laughs> According to a police document, an officer patrolling the area intervened when he observed the fight between the disheveled Mr. Ochoa and the 15 passengers. Mr. Ochoa was taken to a hospital for treatment for his owies. Can you tell I have kids, Carl? <laughs> Every once in a while, one of the clues slips out. <laughs> After getting a few band-aids on his cuts, Mr. Ochoa was taken to jail and charged with vehicular theft. You know what, Carl? I'm not sure if Mr. Ochoa is really a dumber than me or simply the unfortunate victim of circumstance. I mean, <laughs> think about it, Carl. We live in an uncaring world, populated with selfish so-called friends and football-playing bullies. I mean, for the love of God, Carl, he stole a Hummer. That's not anything you or I would be smart enough to grab. I mean, Jesus, Carl, I'm ashamed to admit that you and I went joyriding in that Oldsmobile you hotwired last summer. And Carl, and Carl, everyone knows you supplement your income by part-timing at Hot Dog on a Stick. Hot Dog on a Stick. What I'm saying, Carl, is that we have no right to point our finger at Mr. Ochoa. For God's sakes, Carl, he took on an entire football team by himself. We just give these guys our milk money. What are you saying, Mark, that Mr. Ochoa is some kind of hero? Oh, more than a hero, Carl. I think he's some kind of uber deity placed here on this earth for a reason to, to be a shining beacon for everyone who's been bullied by the man and forced to submit to an anal probe behind the semi-translucent curtain at airport security like you were carl <laughs> mark we agreed we weren't gonna talk about that man was the curtain really see-through more than you want to know, Carl. More than you want to know. <laughs> Those curtains are kind of sexy, actually. Those semi-translucent curtains. Oh, God. So, Mr. Ochoa, you Hummer-stealing, football team-transporting, shiny, pre-beacon, pointy thing alike. <laughs> what? You, sir, are, are shinier than me. Did you do that in Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark, uh, you only had uh, two two stories this week? Yeah, two Dumber Than Me's. Not got, three. Got anything else? Yeah, I got uh, two two uh, crazy old naked guys in the news. Crazy old naked guys in the news! I'm naked! <laughs> Story number one, Attack of the Naked Boater. Uh-oh. Our story starts on August 16th of this year, when the crew of a U.S. Coast Guard helicopter spotted a boat that appeared to be on fire off the northern coast of Washington State. As a helicopter flew closer to the vessel, the crew members reportedly spotted a naked old man on the boat. According to Coast Guard officials, the crazy old naked guy was, quote, waving flares and making obscene gestures at the helicopter. Hey, Carl, what kind of gestures do you suppose he was making? I bet it was I bet it was the international call sign for excuse me, Coast Guard helicopter, but could you please play some deep penetrating kiss on my old wrinkly ass? <laughs> the Coast Guard report boat arrived in the scene and Mr. Lynn Mowry, fifty two, was taken away and turned over to local authorities. But apparently the laws against crazy old naked guys in Washington State are lax because Carl, no less than two days later, Mr. Mowry was released and back on the streets. And sure enough, friends, when there's smoke, there's fire, and when there's a crowd of innocent civilians, there's bound to be dozens of crazy old naked guys lurking around, their identities concealed by a thin layer of fabric also known as clothing. <laughs> a crowd of such innocent civilians had gathered at the local dock waiting for a concert to start. The concert goers had been watching the old man navigate his boat erratically around the waterfront area for almost, almost 15 minutes. Suddenly, he stopped to disrobe and expose himself to the crowd, launching off more flares and making obscene gestures. Witnesses reported Mr. Mowry was, quote, dancing like some kind of disco star, but there wasn't any music playing. What an asshole, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, kids. Mr. Mowry was back. 
Soon, the sheriff's marine unit arrived at the scene. However, Maori led them on a naked pursuit across the waters, managing to outmaneuver the sheriff's marine unit and eluding capture for almost a full 45 seconds. <laughs> That's when he rammed into another boat and had his naked ass thrown in jail once again. <laughs> According to police officials, the naked boater appeared intoxicated. I tell you, Carl, there's some crack police investigation going on up there in Washington State. <laughs> Mr. Mowry was charged with attempting to elude an officer, assault in the third degree, boating under the influence, and indecent exposure. He's currently being held at the Jefferson County jails if anybody cared. So, Mr. Mowry, your butt-swinging, flare-shooting, disco-dancing ass is indeed more nakeder than mine. <laughs> oh, man. And now it's time for a story of crazy old naked guy ingenuity. A 53-year-old man from Kyrgyzstan has reportedly found a way to kill two birds with one stone. You see, kids, this unidentified old guy has figured out an ingenious solution to his financial problems while simultaneously avoiding the time-intensive emotional cost of dealing with his pent-up need for old guy nakedness. That's right, Carl. He's using the Mark Miller technique to emotional stability denial. <laughs> when therapists, co-workers, friends, and family start asking those personal questions that pierce the very load-bearing fabric of your soul, that's when it's time to say, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, asshole. <laughs> denial. Look for my 12-step denial course coming out soon at a store near you. And kids, you'll be proud of my intern, Carl Franklin. Intern? And my co-host, Richard Campbell. I talked both of them into buying a self-paced course last week for only 149 That's a full $99 off a retail price. Hey, I paid $249 for that. No, you didn't. Excuse me, but I think I did. I can't believe you talked me into getting this without a receipt. Stupid course with its 150-page manual. Miller, you could have saved some trees if your normal body text font was set to something a little smaller than 72 points. Uh, we did that for the hearing impaired. And by the way, your entire <laughs> course has only seven steps, not the 12 you promised. And I don't think it should count when the entire contents of step five is, and I quote, now turn to step six. Now, Carl, there you go again, desperately trying to cling to the truth. It's meaningless. The sooner you let go, the better. <sighs> I thought the course was great and really to the point. Good work, Richard. You've already demonstrated a solid grasp of the material. You keep that up and soon I'll make you vice presidential co-host of the entire show. Sounds great. Excuse me. I'm the host of the show. Okie dokie. I see we have another case of IDR, TFM, B-I-C-H-A-B-S-S-W-U-M-A. I-D-R-T-F-M? I didn't read the manual because I clearly had a big stick shoved way up my ass. Idea Bishab Swarma for short. That was covered in step six. Kids, take my course and you'll learn important phrases like, do you have any idea who I am? And, oh, was that your beer? And, no, I am not a psychopath. Now back off. Or, how about this one? Yes, in fact, I do have a permit to carry this flamethrower. <laughs> And the Ever Classic, what do you mean, what am I doing with all these hookers in our bed? I don't see any hookers. Uh, Mark, the story. Oh, right. Well, anyway, the man from Kyrgyzstan, let's just call him Dan Chan, he happened upon a plan, and so he stopped his van, and then he ran up to ladies carrying a purse and perhaps a fan, completely in the nude, and I'm sorry to say that his can was not tan. <laughs> That's right, kids. Mr. Chan had lily white ass disease. <laughs> and, and while his female victims were in a state of shock, no doubt induced by his naked oldness and the hypnotic effect of the dangling junk, Mr. Chan. <laughs> Mr. Chan, proceed. I got a laugh out of, out of Karen. Did you hear that? <laughs> Anybody? Did anybody hear that? Care I laugh? love dangling junk. You know, that's, that's always great. good for a laugh. Mr. Chan proceeded to rip away their handbags and slip away into the <laughs> naked darkness of the city. But it was only a matter of time before Mr. Chan was brought to justice. My guess is that the police were tipped off by seeing two full moons, not normally one. <laughs> I had a better line written, but I just improv that. Sorry. Anyway, no doubt using the process of elimination, police arrested the moon that was not in the sky. 
So, nice. Mr. Chan, you purse ripping, underwear stripping, penis flipping, crazy old naked guy? <laughs> yes, sir. Have a more wrinkly ass than I. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, man. And on that note of dangling junk, let's talk to Richard, the toy boy. <laughs> the toy boy, of course. We're talking about Richard Campbell. He finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful, the toys on the internet. For the holiday season, Richard, what do you suggest? Oh, let me tell you. A, we've had a layoff of several weeks. And let me yes, tell you, the toys have. just keep on coming. Gary Stanley so, does not rest when we Gary rest. Stanley does not rest, and the Japanese cannot be stopped, and the crap just keeps coming. This is what I'm saying. Because so, we've stopped them, right? You and I, Richard, we tried to stop the Japanese. We tried. And we just didn't work. I, I no. don't remember what we did. We were... We, I remember we talked about it, and then we just got the munchies and started eating a bunch of chips. <laughs> <laughs> we did a pretty good job, I think, initially. We had a good idea. Troy's in Japan right now, and he calls me today, and he's like, um... Does our daughter, does she like Hello Kitty? <laughs> oh, no, 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 damn it. I no. can't believe you're asking me that. Well, I'm going to start off with an oddball toy. And it's just one of those things that makes me think, boy, it really sucks that I'm an all grown up adult married with kids. Because being a bachelor these days would be a lot of fun. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 9L7. You know, in the old days, the only way a bachelor could eat was to open the can and put it directly on the stove. But now they've got these these envelopes. They're made of fiberglass, and you can put together a sandwich and then drop the whole thing in the toaster. Oh, yeah, I've heard of these. And toaster bags. Toast right in the bag. Because it's too much work to fire up the frying pan and get a little butter in there to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Or, yeah, you'll just, you'll just make a, a fire anyway like last time. Although I bet you if you leave these in the toaster long enough, they'll burn too. Yeah, but I, here's what's wrong with that. All the cheese would melt off and go to the bottom of the bag. Yes. Uh, That's see, a now bad you're just plan. being difficult. No, George <laughs> Foreman grill with the little thing. You stick your grilled cheese in there. It's like three seconds, and it's much better than a little bag with the cheese yeah, the then, then it goes all over the grill. Then you clean the then grill. Then you got to clean the grill. That's right. But you know what you could do, though, Karen, is you could put like cheese slices on both sides on the outside of the bread. That would be pretty sweet, man. Ooh. Uh, wait a minute. Could... Is, are these are these disposable? Well, oh, obviously. Yeah. If they weren't disposable, what good would they be? No, they're well, not. They're reusable. Easy to clean. It says they're reusable up to 300 times. Uh, oh. Apparently on the 301th time, they explode or something. Well, now I don't understand. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense because in order for you know a lazy uh, consumer to get any lazy value out of this, they would have to pop, you know, because it's less, it's less movement to slap the grilled cheese together, put it in the bag, pop it in, take it out, and throw the bag away. Well, which is what they will actually do with this. Just because it says it's reusable doesn't mean you'll reuse it. Now, Richard, right? I noticed here on the site it says they're, they include two reusable woven fiberglass bags. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but fiberglass is edible, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Sure. Oh, okay. You start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, uh, no. Okay, so that's a bad Bad that's a idea. bad toy. That a bad that's a toy? bad toy. Bad toy. Aww. I like that they're black because they could, you could like package surprise gifts in there and just put it in your toaster. The thing, that, the thing that scares me about this is I know my three-year-old would try to make macaroni and cheese in it. Oh, for sure. Better than making macaroni and cheese in your computer. I guess what you guys don't understand your... is that that would be cool. That would work. That would be awesome. Oh, and you could eat right out of it? It's oh, a good that's toy. a good idea. Yeah, you just put it up to your, just like eat chips. You put, put the end of the bag up to your mouth and tilt ah, the bag ah. up. Just keep shoveling. Do you know what makes me sad is those chicken fries they have now because they fit in a cup holder. There's something really wrong with, like, you decide your cuisine over what fits in your cut, cup holder of That's your car. That's right. What works best in the minivan. You want to know what's wrong with chicken fries? They shrink. Have you noticed this? I don't know. Take some chicken fries. I think Carl's fries. talking about a different problem, okay? Take a shri <laughs> shrinkage. Chicken fry shrinkage. This is what I'm talking about. Take a chicken fry from Burger King, put it down, measure it with pencil, Leave it for like half hour. Come back; it'll be half the size. Really? Yes. I've never Ooh. actually eaten a chicken fry, dude. You did that experiment while you were landing in a plane. 
<laughs> yeah, I just called Burger King from row 42J, right? It doesn't count, F. okay? Uh, that's really bizarre, but I don't like that at all. I don't understand why it needs to fit in a cup holder. It's food. A bag. Hit the cup holder. All right. Jesus Moving Christ. On. Moving on. Shrinkster.com slash 9L8. The Marks and Spencer site. And I've done toys like this before, but this is a special one. This is a <laughs> USB-powered air dart system. Yeah! That's yeah. And sweet. Which that is beautiful. Is sweet. But you know what really makes this thing kick ass? You can use your mouse to aim and fire the oh, dart. Oh, so nice. Cool. Let me tell you something. The only thing that sucks about this is it can only load three darts. <laughs> well, that's just why my machine with six USB ports is going to kick your ass. That's yes, true. now we're talking. As long as you're in his living room. I want something that's like a like a five by five array of darts is what I want. <laughs> and I want you a could, button to launch all of them at uh, once. You could dip them in Vaseline and fire McGladys. Okay, Marks it's called Spencer. a metaphor, kids. Carl, in case you didn't know, he's got some personal problems he's trying to work out. Hey, hey, Richard, do you have a Marks and Spencer near your house? No, there's no Marks and Spencers left anywhere in North America. The nearest one <gasps> is in Bermuda. Really? That's really. so sad. So we have to I go know. to England. No, you go yeah. to online. Yeah, no, well, let's not No, because Mar- the reason why Marks and Spencer is great is because of their food products, which you're probably not going to get online, and their bras. Oh, okay. And you can't get a bra without There's trying it on, right? There's something about Marks and Spencer's underwear, <laughs> both for men and women. It's, it's so true. You're not kidding, Karen. My wife, whenever I go to go Marks to go to London, she's always like, "Go to Marks and Spencer." Me too. I'm say, I say it all the time. Send I'm me like, this okay. bra. Yeah, it's the best. All right. Oh my God! Look, there you go. See the best bras. And the only you know, thing I don't yeah. like is there there are people that work in their underwear department. They they real they always complain that you've been there the whole day looking around. You know? <laughs> After about eight hours, six, eight hours. I want the darts though. I really want the, the darts. The darts rock. The darts do I'm rock. I'm all about the darts. And here's something that doesn't rock. And and it pisses me off too. Shrinkster.com slash nine L nine. All right. Oh, now yeah. look. I'm okay with the idea that I need to put my laptop down on something because otherwise it's going to burn me, because my laptop does run really hot. But do not try and sell me on sterility due to laptops, okay? <laughs> I love the little guy playing with this kid. Can you afford not to use, use laptops? Lap oh, my yeah. God. That's hysterical. Don't risk it. Swedish scientist scorched his penis and testi- testicles while writing a report in his armchair using laptop. And did he not notice it was getting a little warm? Yeah. I mean, he went right to scorch. Was, While writing? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't say that the Swedish scientist was naked when he was using it. <laughs> oh, and so on acid, cute. so couldn't feel it till he came down. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> this is bad. I'm not going to buy this product purely because of this ad. It's a bad ad. It's a bad ad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty psycho. It's a little bit funny, though. Can you yeah. afford not to use LabGuard? It, it does inspire me to do some temperature extreme testing. Just to see you what let us know how that take. goes, okay? Yeah. Oh, scrotal temperatures increase by one degree centigrade. Maybe well, that's, that's nothing, man. My scrotal temperature goes up by five degrees on some evenings. Maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that's your flaccidity problem. Mm. You have, your, your scrotum temp is too high. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along into the Japanese space, because we're not going to get out of this little to- tour without some serious Japanese toys. So I'll start with the good one. Shrinkster.com slash 9LA. From the fine folks at Seiko. What is it? It's oh, a watch. It's a weird watch, which I'm not particularly keen on. But we what makes this it watch cool is that it's electrophoretic. What does that mean? This is electric ink. Foretic. It's flexible dis- electric oh. ink display built oh, into a watch. That's cool. So how much is it? Uh, 260,000 yen. So about 2,400 bucks. Yeah. 2,400 bucks? Yeah. When I was a kid, my uh, dad's friend brought over a watch from Japan, and it was the first LED watch that was like ever made. It had a little tiny red LED, you know, thin wires. Each LED was a was a thin wire. You could see it underneath, and I'm sure it was like twenty four hundred dollars. Like you know, within a few years, everything came down to five. Yep, that's the truth. That's how these things work. We're going to see these things. These things are. I'm sure they're going to be so cheap to make, and we're going to get these things down to like you really five think so? bucks. 
You really think the demand for this kind of watch is that high? Oh, yeah. Well, I think these kinds of displays in general are just going to totally replace right. a lot, every single LCD yeah. panel oh, for sure. sure we have. I do, too. I completely agree. I've heard it, If I've heard about it, then I think so. In yeah. the next, in the in the next, in the next, um, doesn't uh, even look like a clock. Yeah, no, it's like on that particular one's unreadable. Well, and it's, it's sad moving. because electric ink is better than that. Well, but, yeah, but I bet you this is the, I bet you this is an animated design. It's the middle of the something transition, like that. something the like point that. Is, the thing with electric ink that's so compelling is it's reflect. It's a reflective viewing, just like paper is. Right, there's no light yeah. coming from it. The light in the room reflects off of it, and it can so be as bright as colors printed on paper. That's yeah. right. right. And it consumes no power when the display is not changing. Oh, this is that same technology that with the foldable displays and the electronic right. paper. Electric okay. ink. All yeah, right. In fact, I was actually looking well, into... I, I thought you guys were talking about this is going to replace watch technology. Like, everybody's going to have a watch with this stuff. And I Oh, uh, well, I no, it probably will, that. Carl. And it probably is going to... I mean, this technology is going to replace watches and it's going to replace every single electronic display we have. Well, there's always going to be a market for a $5 Timex, pal. Always. But this might become a $5 Timex. Doubt it. Um, hey, Richard. Yeah, baby. Did you choose my favorite toy? I'm wondering how many more toys do you have? Uh, I got a few, but you know, it's tough to pick what your favorite is. This is well, the pink one. That's kind of ripply. This, this <laughs> I knew USB. you were going to make a dildo comment. Is it a USB, uh, why, why do you what? always go straight to dildo, dildo Miller? You're always all about the dildo. No, no. Speaking of scrotal t- climate control or <laughs> temperature control. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. I'm glad you were going to bring this up. It was on my mind too, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't. Um, no, no. It's another temperature control thing. It's all about butter. Is that one of your toys? Oh, the butter the one. The butter I wizard. Actually, no, I, I was going to push that ahead to next week. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to never blow mind. your load early. <laughs> but That's okay. I, made me really happy. It's very sweet, isn't it? It's very sweet. But I, you know, I had so many toys this week that I, I culled a bunch stuff being pushed ahead. The watch is awesome. What's next? What's up next is shrinkster.com slash nine l b. Getting into the Christmas spirit with USB and the site I want one of those. Okay. It's the USB Christmas tree and snowman. Yeah. Nope. Don't want it. They me. light up and they play music. Sorry. Yeah. Don't want it. You gotta love it. Annoying. I don't want okay, one of those. Okay, okay, okay. Oh wait, but look, the trees down at the bottom are pretty cool. I want <laughs> one of those destroyed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> How about this then? Shrinkster.com slash nine L C it's USB powered gloves. Sorry, I was distracted by on the I want one of those pages. There's a link to flat balls. Mm. <laughs> Checking that out, man. So why would you want USB powered gloves when you don't have USB that is as mobile as gloves? And typically you aren't going to be shoveling snow with your laptop on your back, are you? Well, some people get cold when they use the computer, Carl. I can In fact, it gets so cold, they'll probably want shrinkster.com slash 9LD. That makes sense. Yeah, your feet and hands get cold. That's oh. right. So go to 9LD to the <laughs> USB-powered USB slippers. Slippers, slippers oh. and gloves. <laughs> See, that Dude, I could use. You're See, just... now you're talking. See? No, this is, of well, course, while your scrotum temperature is going up by another degree. <laughs> for various reasons. As you wear these. Hot scrotums is what it's all about, but uh, why <laughs> don't you need to USB power it? I guess I'm wondering. Heat. Like, well, you got to get the electricity from somewhere. Couldn't you put a battery in it, and then you could no. actually walk around your house? No, no that battery. would be too smart. Battery bad. USB good. <laughs> oh, she looks so happy. <laughs> happy feet. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Hey, wait a second. Okay. Are these slippers permanently attached to each other? Yes. They, they're just one Well, because you can't slip. leave the computer room. That's so, so funny. You get up, start walking away. <laughs> <laughs> actually, though, if you're going to just put them, it's actually not a bad idea if your feet yeah. get cold. Or you could wear some f***ing socks. And when you finally get... I'm sorry. Socks- it's a f***ing bad idea. I'm sorry. Socks- it's just bullshit. And socks don't keep my feet warm. They what don't- keeps your feet warm, Karen? I, they need to be like, you know what I have to do? I have to press my feet between... Like, in somewhere against skin for them to get warm. My feet Hold on, I gotta, so ch- I gotta check my scrotum temperature just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if your scrotum's hot enough, that would do it. Okay, but I we're sh- still good. Look, it's still the show. Keep going, guys. I fold my leg and put my feet there, but honestly, n- right now, so even... Can something? <laughs> I could freeze you. My feet get so cold. Socks don't do it. 99.2, Karen, in case you were wondering. Know. USB so might be the way to go. Fuzzy slippers don't do it? Fuzzy slippers don't do it. I have thermal camping socks, and in my house, my feet... That was Fahrenheit, Karen. 
<laughs> they do. They, do. they need to be pressed up against skin, which is no easy Hold task. Hold on, I got to check my temperature again. Just a minute. Hey, kids, come here. Come here. I don't get, well, no, while they're sleeping. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> I'm stepping on them. What's next, Richard? Yeah. All right. And in the category of Christmas presents I would like to receive, shrieksercom slash 9LF, Lima Frank. The company, Marine Turbine. The product, the MTT Turbine Superbike. That's nice. right. A turbine-powered motorcycle clocked at 227 miles per hour. So you're talking a jet bike. That's yeah. right. Now, it's not jet propelled. It's a turbine-powered bike. So it's still got a crankshaft turning the wheel. It's just it has a turbine motor like a helicopter does. I see. 300 horsepower. And it can fly, maximum, right? Maximum rev, 54,000 RPM. Actually, wow. I saw this in Men's Journal, actually, because it's so, like my favorite magazine. But what's the what's the what's the difference between this uh-uh. and a big crotch rocket? I mean, it can go just about as fast, right? Right. The difference is that this is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it has a turbine engine instead of a reciprocating engine. Ah, uh. turbine much cooler. Yeah, mm, it's bike. also. Fast. You know, there's so many better things I can think of spending $150,000 on. So many better things. I would bit, notice if I you would take like a good look there, the that they put a camera on the back so you don't have to actually look behind you to see what you pass. I love that. Like a Lexus. Um, yes. Um, but if, you, if you're driving a motorcycle and you want to see behind you, you don't have to have a camera. You can go with shrinkster.com slash 9LG Lima Golf. Richard, do you have a bike? I have had motorcycles in the past, but now I have a wife. Yeah. <laughs> I have had motorcycles in the past, but then I got pregnant and it didn't look right. It's a little tricky to ride, you know. It's easier to do wheelies when you're pregnant, though. <laughs> <laughs> but look at 9LG and the review rear view helmet. Huh. So the back of the helmet's got a window in it that reflects nice. forward so that the top edge of your visor is like a rear view mirror. That is cool. That is cool. Very cool. So if you click on the... Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That is, that, it's something else. Why wasn't that done before? Why has nobody thought of this? I need this it, just for managing my kids. There's a little hole in your brain bucket that way, though. That's I mean, the problem. think about it. Not only do I get protection from their attacks, but I can also see what they're doing behind me. <laughs> this is great. So if you go up to Motorsports and under what you see, you can get an image of what the view looks like with this helmet on. Oh, good, good, good. That's so funny. Oh, you just see kids flipping you off as you go by. Hey, you, I saw that. I saw that. It's great. Oh, that's cool. That is it. very cool. cool. Good technology. That would take a little while to get used to, though, I have to say. I'd be like, yeah, oh, as you turn wait, your head. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because normally when you turn your head in a car, the view doesn't really change, right? right Does it come right. with you? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Very cool. I'm going to end off with a site that deeply disturbs me. And I can't quite figure out what part of it disturbs me or not, but hmm. just... Is it fake babies? Because they always disturb me. That disturbs me too, but <laughs> this is weird. Fake babies keep me up, up at night. Shrinkster.com slash 9LH, Lima Hotel. Now look at the <laughs> URL, www.nsa.gov. Uh, it's you guys. National Security <laughs> Agency, boys and girls. Oh my oh, God. Wow. Slash kids. It's a site for kids. America's future code makers and code breakers. It's Crypto Kids. Crypto Kids are cool. Oh my God. And they wow. all have smiles like they're up to some sort of serious Woo-hoo! bad shit, man. That Aren't they scary, is, man? This just is totally disturbing. creeps me out. It's it's this yes, it creeps me out as well. So is it it's it's like hacker Operation training? Ditta. Right. Is it it's hacker training, right? And Am I wrong about that? Is that what the you know? Learn Morse code. Codes and ciphers. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's see if you know what this spells. I know. I know. Coming in an SO or OS. <laughs> Go ahead and decipher that one, kids. Fuck you. No. <laughs> no, completely unrelatedly, Carl. Fuck you. <laughs> no. This is this is coloring pages. 
Huh. huh. Yeah. No, you know what? what's interesting is that uh, um, you know future code makers and code breakers of America, but it's on the internet. Right. It's for hackers. It's the government opportunity training kids to break codes. And then yep. if you do really well on it, they flag you for the CIA. How right. can I work you. for the NSA? You know what I'd love to do is apply to these guys through the Crypto Kids site. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work for you guys. Yeah. You got me on your list anyway. Do they have names? Do these little characters have names? Like, you know. I don't know. All I know is this whole thing disturbs me. It may not be a toy, but it's wrong nonetheless. Oh, wait. Go to character biographies. Character biography? Did you see that character by the girl's foot down here? Uh-oh, Crypto bi- Cat. Crypto Cat. Uh, let's see. Let's go to- Decipher Dog. Yeah, Slate Mathematics, Sergeant Sam, Central Security Service, Rosetta Stone, Language Analyst. That's uh, kind of uh, cute. Rosetta Stone. I'm yeah. definitely not ordinary. Being the daughter of two archaeologists, I get to spend every summer with my parents on one of their digs. Sounds kind of boring, but it really is a lot of fun. While they're at work, I get to learn about other cultures and how to speak new languages. Okay. Actually, I kind of like Rosetta Stone. I agree with you, Richard. Disturbing. Disturbing. Little, little, little creepy. Crypto. Kids. That's all the toys I got for us this week. So that would well, be the show. Hopefully somebody in the government's listening to us and can fix the site soon. Yeah. Well, Jeff, if you're out there, don't worry, man. It's not worth taking your life over. <laughs> it ain't worth it, man. Again. <laughs> Nice. All right, folks. <laughs> All tastefulness. We'll Leave see at you. the door. We'll see you next week. <laughs>